Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging loved one? Are you a senior searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. And now, America's Senior Care Consultant, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, your Senior Care Consultant, and I really appreciate you tuning in. We have a great program for you here today, but wait, wait for it. That's right. Oh, oh, wait, wait a minute. Oh, okay. Okay, well, you can sit down now. Wait, a standing ovation? Wow, thank you so much. <laughs> well, today is a very special episode of Senior Care Live for two reasons. Not one, but for two reasons. And first, this is the ninth anniversary of Senior Care Live. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. And the second reason, and this is huge, I am so excited to announce that today, Senior Care Live is now a nationally syndicated radio program. I know, I know. Can, can you believe that? Can you believe it? I've been wanting to do this for several years, and now guess what? We are here. And thank you so much to my friend Carrie Hall, America's healthcare advocate, Steve and Mike at Radio America, Sean Floyd, and John Stoffer, and Darren Wilhite at Odyssey, and everyone who helped to make this dream come true. I really, really appreciate you. And the information, education, and resources provided on this program are way too important to be on a single radio station. It needs to reach everyone across the entire country. And now it is happening, and I could not be more excited about this. I could not be more proud. So if you're new to the program, welcome, and I'd like to take just a few minutes to introduce myself. So again, my name is Steve Keeker. I've worked in the area in the business of senior care consulting uh, almost my entire adult career. This has been going on for decades because I'm getting kind of old. <laughs> but anyway, uh, when I it all started in college. I was a college kid looking for a part-time job and 
And I went to the job placement service there on campus, and they said, well, how would you feel about delivering medical equipment and supplies? And I'm like, oh, that's fine. I was just, again, I was looking for a part-time job. So I went and interviewed for the job. They hired me on the spot. I was driving the van that very day, which was, uh, that was pretty cool. But I delivered medical equipment and supplies to elderly individuals in their houses, their, their apartments, assisted living communities, et cetera, et cetera. And guess what happened? Something unexpected. I was not looking for this, but I fell in love with serving seniors. I really did. It was like visiting your grandparents several times each day. And so uh, I, I just, I, I loved that. I Again, I've worked in, sen- in the business of senior care almost all of my days uh, as an adult in my, in my adult career. I've operated home medical equipment and supply companies, and that would also include all of the respiratory equipment and supplies. I've operated home IV therapy companies. I've operated private duty nursing companies that offered nursing and assistance on an hourly basis all the way up to 24-hour care from non-skilled companion sitters all the way up to high-tech registered nurses uh, dealing with ventilator patients and uh, and uh, home uh, IV therapy. So on that side of it, it would have been uh, feeding through TPN, for, you know, hyperalimentation. So, uh, so that was really, really interesting. I've operated Medicare certified home health agencies. Uh, small and large. I have been an administrator of nursing homes and assisted living facilities and and, and memory care uh, communities. Uh, I have uh, been a, a VP of business development, sales and marketing for a very large national long-term care management company. I, I've been around the block. Okay. And uh, what happened way, 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 way back in 2001, I helped my grandparents transition from their home to, at that time, what they needed was an assisted living apartment, assisted living community. And and I'll tell you what, that was kind of a pivotal time in my career. Uh, again, all these corporate jobs, you have VP of this and a blah, blah, blah of that. I kept getting on the wrong side of these mergers, Right? Can, can anyone else uh, <laughs> relate to that? I was always the outgoing, not one single time was I, was I the incoming, and I was downsized and I was right sized and you know blah blah blah. So uh, I just a lot of self reflection, frankly, a lot of prayer. Just really thought hard about this, and I thought, you know what? I thought it would be a great idea to start a service to help other families in the same way that I helped my own grandparents. And that is very specifically to help families and individuals through the search and selection process when considering moving, again, from your home to any level of senior care community, any level. Okay, so I looked around. I didn't see anything like how I helped my own grandparents. And that was the beginning of senior care consulting way back in 2002. So uh, that was the beginning of senior care consulting. And then the radio program, right about 2013, I thought, you know what? There's a lot of misinformation out in the marketplace. And a lot of people rely way too much, in my opinion, way too much, <laughs> uh, in uh, uh, in Google, so they'll go and they'll Google. 
look, you just try this. Go to Google and type in long-term care Charlotte, North Carolina, or Kansas City, or Los Angeles, or whatever. You're going to find hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of results returned to you. Uh, Well, let me say good luck with sorting through all of that. And then you talk to a lot of local, I'm going to put up my air quotes, experts in the marketplace, and you're hearing wildly different opinions, different stories, different explanations, and all of these folks are supposed to be experts. You're like, wait a minute. So who's right? So, I mean, should I listen to this person or should I listen to this other person who had a completely different answer for the exact same question? So I thought, you know, there's a need in the market for some solid truth and, and, and there's, there's a need for a safe place to get accurate and reliable information that people can absolutely count on. So in 2013, I started Senior Care Live. And the mission of that program is to provide information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. So that is what started in 2013, and, uh, and, and here we are today, the ninth anniversary, and now nationally syndicated. So I am so excited about this. And let me tell you, Senior Care Consulting, it is really, really taken off. It was part-time for a, for a, a good chunk of those 20 years, and now full-time and expanding, and uh, there's going to be a lot more to that story. But uh, again, we help families through the search and selection process when moving from home to, and it could be to assisted living, residential care, home plus, long-term care, or all of the above in a continuing care retirement community. Okay. And so something interesting happened through COVID. So I had to shift gears and go to a virtual model like the rest of the entire world. And through that, from my office in Kansas City, I was able to help families and individuals in St. Louis and Springfield, Missouri, Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska area, Seattle, Washington, Nashville, Tennessee, the Chesapeake Bay area, and a few locations in California and Florida. So all of this work, again, was based out of Kansas City. And let me just throw out just a little bit of a teaser We will be expanding our services soon and possibly to a city near you. So you need to stay tuned for that. And that's that's what we call in 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 the business. uh, That's what we call a teaser. (laughs) Right. So uh, so hopefully that that gives you just a a little bit of a flavor uh, of my my background and some of the experiences that I've had. And I'll tell you what, I have just been blessed beyond belief uh, over these past many, many years, helping hundreds and hundreds of families and individuals uh, through one of the most difficult times in their lives, and I I like to say that I help make a complex process very simple. And you notice I didn't say easy. It's never easy, but I can make this one very, very simple. And most people, if they're trying to do their homework, they're trying to get through this whole process, uh, they're spending 50 to 100 hours going through that. My clients get through that in about four to five hours. So I'm going to have more about that in the near future. But first, let's not forget the Senior Care Live question of the week. All assisted living communities provide memory care. Is that statement true or false? The answer coming up next. 
You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. All assisted living communities provide memory care. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... True. The answer is true. However, there's a little bit of a catch to that. It's a little bit of a trick question. So all assisted living communities care for residents with dementia. That is a fact. However, not all assisted living communities have a separate and secure area of the building designated to care for residents with cognitive issues, such as Alzheimer's or one of the many forms of dementia. So if your loved one will need that specific type of care in the future and the place you chose does not have it, then guess what? You may very well at some point have to move to another community that has that type of care available. So, and how do I know this? Well, it happens all the time, literally every single day. I get calls all the time, very, very frequently. And they'll say something like this. They said, they said they're an age in place community and they could care for my mom for the rest of her life. But now, just six months later, we get a discharge letter kicking her out, saying they can no longer meet her needs. Steve, did they lie to me? And I'm like, no, no, (laughs) I was not there. I don't know exactly what was said. However, this is pretty common, actually, and it falls into that category of over-promise, under-deliver. So you have some sales folks out there, and their job is to convince you to choose them. Their job is to fill the building, get their occupancy percentage up, et cetera, et cetera. And they're just trying to do their job. And they'll say something of something to the effect of, hey, we're an age in place community and your mom will be able to live here for the rest of her life. We, we've got you on this. And you're like, wow, that, that's that's exactly what I wanted to hear. And so I, I think I'm going to go ahead and, and move in. Right. And then and then these things happen once in a while, not all the time, but but it definitely happens. So and look, in the defense of the assisted living communities, it is absolutely their wish and their full intention for your loved one to stay there for the rest of their life and received care. I mean, just think about it. These these places, these people, they are in business to care for elderly individuals that, that and so they they want this. However, the fact is all assisted living communities, every single one of them, they all have their limits. They all have a threshold. And once you cross that line, you will be discharged, period. That's just that's just a fact. Now, there's a major national study that found that the average length of stay in assisted living is 2.4 years and that 59% of those assisted living residents will require a higher level of care and have to move to long-term care, also known as a nursing home, okay, that medical model, where the average length of stay is also 2.4 years. 
Now, I think that 59% number is too high, frankly, based on what I see in the marketplace. Assisted living providers today provide a higher level of care than when this study took place. But the fact is, they all have their limits. And you definitely could have to move to another community or a higher level of care if you exceed their threshold. It's just a fact. So let's define the assisted living level of care. Let's talk about what that is and what they can provide. So first of all, it is a social model. It is not a medical model. Let me explain that again. Let me say it again. It is not a medical model. Okay, so if you're looking for medical care, you're you're barking up the wrong tree. You're looking in the wrong the wrong level. Okay, so but there there's a lot to like. There's a lot of help, tremendous amount of support, and in the assisted living level of care, so they can help you with your activities of daily living. Now, if you hear the acronym or the abbreviation ADL, again, that stands for Activities of Daily Living. And healthcare seems to be just loaded with acronyms and abbreviations. Everyone throw these throw these things around and they expect you to know what they're talking about. Well, I I do my best to not to do that. And if I use one, I like to tell you what it stands for. Again, information, education, and resources, right? So ADLs, Activities of Daily Living, which means they can help you minimally or fully with getting dressed or undressed, taking your shower or a bath. They can help you with your grooming, so combing your hair and brushing your teeth and shaving and all those grooming things, right? And they can help you use the toilet. They can provide a one-person transfer, What that means is it takes the assistance of one staff person to help you move from point A to point B, right? They can help manage incontinence, but only to a point. And I'll tell you what, from what I've seen, all of these assisted living communities, they all seem to be a little bit different. Uh, Some don't really want to help much or at all, and some will help with a tremendous level of support with that incontinence management. But just understand, they'll help you to a point with that. They can distribute your medications. That's super important to get your medications properly and on time. Uh, They make all three meals per day, provide all the snacks and all the hydration. uh, So they've got that covered, so you don't have to worry about that. That's really nice. They can do your laundry. They can make your bed, clean your apartment, provide some housekeeping, dust everything, keep everything looking really nice and clean and sharp. There are many activities available for meaningful social engagement and quality of life. Doctors come to the assisted living community, essentially making house calls, and that's super nice. Uh, very, very convenient. And then there's some also some other medical professionals like podiatry and maybe some of the other functions, medical functions that would come into the assisted living community. But definitely doctors will come in and, and make that house call. They can provide transportation to and from a doctor's appointment outside, an external appointment, if that would be needed. Right. So there is a lot to like about the assisted living level of care. But here's the point. This is the point. They all have their limitations and they may or may not be able to care for your loved one for the rest of your life. 
Okay, so so again, that fifty nine percent number, I I think it's a little bit high, but um, I I get a lot of calls <laughs> from from upset people who they didn't really know what they were getting into, and they always say, "Well, had I understood assisted living in the way that you are describing it, we probably would have opted to long term care." And we I think we would have just skipped that because that was a pretty short stay. We didn't really want to move mom again. Or had I understood assisted living, Steve, the way that you describe and define it, we would have chosen an assisted living community that was connected to long-term care so that we could have this nice, easy transition. And we didn't want all of this mess. And so they'll call me at Senior Care Consulting to kind of clean up the mess. <laughs> okay, so hopefully that helps you understand assisted living just a little bit better. And coming up next, I'll provide a news report that will just blow your mind. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. Stick around. More with Steve coming up. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For podcasts of the program, go to Senior Care Live, and that's L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I said I had a news report that will blow your mind, so let's get to it. And now, Senior Care in the News. A news report from Steve Keeker, president of Senior Care Consulting. All right, so I need to set this up before I jump into this. So in each state, there are surveyors. And what I'm talking about are surveyors that go into, I'm going to use the term nursing home. Now, all of my friends in senior care that kind of hate that term. But let me let you in on a little secret. About 90% of the general public still say nursing homes, and they understand that they're better than they used to be. Okay, so trying to minimize my calls of complaints from people in senior care. I generally say long-term care, but I'm going to say nursing homes a lot. So just kind of get used to it. Roll with me on this. I do understand. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but So in each state, there are surveyors that go into nursing homes to conduct a surprise health inspection. So what they do is they come in, they tear the place apart, and they want to make sure that you're following your own stated policies and procedures. They also want to make sure that you're meeting all state and federal guidelines. And if you're not, they will issue a citation. They call it a deficiency, and it has a scope and severity. So scope is how many people were affected. So is this just kind of an isolated incident affecting one person or did did it uh, affect many people or did it affect everyone in that building or in that community? Okay, the severity means was it kind of a lower level, a paperwork issue? Was it a mid-level? Someone was caused some harm by some issue? Was it a higher level, an immediate jeopardy deficiency, meaning someone's health and well-being is in immediate jeopardy with a percentage of those uh, issues resulting in a resident death? So so it, it, it goes, usually see, you'll see uh, uh, C, D, and F, okay, uh, or excuse me, yeah, C, D, and F, occasionally you'll see a B, uh, and then you got G's and then you got J's. So, uh, so it, there's a lot to it. But the bottom line is, as as a consumer, we are very glad that they do this. 
So if you're not meeting all of these rules and regulations, policies and procedures, then you're going to get a deficiency. And then the nursing home has to respond with a plan of correction, stating the changes that were made to make sure that that uh, whatever that deficiency was has been addressed and corrected. And then there's a huge emphasis, as you would expect, the last two years on COVID-19 rules and regulations and infection control efforts. Okay, so the government has man. You may not know this. The government has mandated that all employees working in nursing homes must be vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccines. Okay, one or the Pfizer or Moderna. All right. So that is a background. This is from McKnight's Long Term Care News, Friday, July the 7th, 2022. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, they refer to that as CMS, never was quite. Why isn't that CMMS? That just never made sense to me. Anyway, CMS has held audiences with skilled nursing providers, made presentations and entertained comments in recent months to assure operators that regulatory actions are being done with the best of intentions. But there's one area that remains a particularly sore spot with nursing home operators, and that point was reemphasized in a recent annual meeting in New Orleans. State surveyors, listen to this, state surveyors do not have to be vaccinated against COVID-19 to enter any nursing home. The CMS Nursing Home Division Chief told dismayed nursing leaders during a live video address last week, quote, I can't go into much of the details, it basically came down to our authority of what we can and can't do. Boy, that sounds exciting, right? Said Evan Schulman, director of CMS's nursing home division. Quote, I understand where you're coming from, but at the end of the day, this is the, this is the direction we had to go in. For you all, you need to let the surveyors in. End quote. Wow. Providers have been incredulous that while the U.S. Supreme Court upheld a CMS requirement that healthcare workers must be vaccinated, surveyors are under no such obligation. And worse yet, they could visit multiple facilities in a given week acting as unknowing asymptomatic spreaders, as occurred in the very first U.S. outbreaks in the Seattle area long-term care facilities uh, back in early 2020. Quote, no, you need to let the surveyors in, he explained to rising murmurs of dissatisfaction. Quote, if you have concerns, reach out to your state survey agency and you can ask surveyors to test, but you cannot block them. End quote. Then he goes on to say, but in addition, providers may not require surveyors to be tested for COVID to enter the building. So. They can't require you to wear a mask. They can't require you to be vaccinated like all of them are required. They can't even require you to take a test. He goes on to say providers may inquire about the vaccination status of a surveyor. They may offer testing to the surveyor. They may even request the surveyor wear a mask. However, that surveyor may refuse these provisions, including refusing to disclose vaccination status, refusing testing, or refusing to wear a mask or any other extra precautions. 
So you can imagine the feedback. I just i I took down a few uh, a few comments online. Uh, it's ugly. This is from a, uh, a continuing care retirement community owner. He goes on to say, "Why is the military and other federal employees required to be vaccinated, and surveyors are not?" An unvaccinated employee cannot work in a senior care community, but yet surveyors can not only work for the government, but can also enter a nursing home to survey hypocrisy. Another said incongruity here is baffling. As at the same time, OSHA has been asked to double down on facilities for failure to protect employees and contractors. An administrator said, rules for thee, but not for me. Do what I say, not what I do. And another administrator, I was recently cited by the state surveyor for not having all of my staff vaccinated. By a state surveyor that was not vaccinated, refused to take a test, and did not wear any PPE. Now, this one I'm going to have to clean up a little bit. (laughs) This is from a physician and a medical director. He goes, are you blanking kidding me? So they mandate providers and the elderly to be vaccinated while giving a pass to their own employees. He goes on to say, regardless of what your opinion is about vaccinations, this kind of double standard should upset you. Another administrator, how can they consciously come into my building and review me for infection control regulations? Wow, and yet we get penalized if we don't comply. What do they know that we don't? Then another comment that came in to my building, and one of them was active with COVID, but they came in anyway. Then a director of nursing, this happened at my facility too. So imagine a surveyor who's not vaccinated, refused to be tested, and will not wear a mask, walking into your nursing home to evaluate you for your vaccination status, evaluate you for your COVID testing, and evaluate you for your use of PPE, and evaluate you for your infection control program. All of this from someone who's not vaccinated, untested and not wearing PPE. Can you imagine that? Now, I can say personally for months now, every time I enter any level of senior care community, I have to answer all kinds of questions regarding my status and was I exposed recently uh, or potentially exposed? And and guess what? If I answer the wrong way on some of those, I'm I'm barred. I can't, I can't go into the building because I might introduce COVID-19 to the most vulnerable population there is on the planet. I'm required to be vaccinated. I must wear a mask. So how can they possibly get away with this? Gross double standard. It is the absolute height of hypocrisy. So in my opinion, this is why they're not requiring to be vaccinated, tested, or wear PPE. Because if the government required this, Here's here. I'll guarantee you this is it. They would not have enough surveyors for the job 
period. They would lose way too many employees. So their answer is just to not require any of the COVID-19 requirements that they have forced upon everyone else. The government hypocrisy is stunning in this example, my friends, and it is not right. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. To contact Steve or a guest on his show, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more coming up. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. Okay, so a few weeks ago, I discussed the services provided by home care companies, and I received an overwhelming response from that program with lots and lots of questions. Uh, And a lot of people said, you know, you reviewed a lot of stuff on that home care provider screening tool, but what do you think are some of the most important questions? And I want to spend just a little more time on that today. So I developed what I call a home care provider screening tool. So let's talk about home care. Home care is non-medical in-home assistance to help you with those activities of daily living in your home on an hourly basis. Usually it's two to four hours uh, on the minimum side of things all the way up to 24-hour support. Okay, so if you're in the market for a home care provider and you want to go out, I mean, look, you could have dozens of options where you live. You could have hundreds of of home care companies where you live. So what I would do is I would choose your top three home care providers. You can look at more than that if you want. I don't recommend it. I would limit that to your top three and then ask them some of these questions. And let me say this. I'd like to offer you the home care provider screening tool totally free of charge. If you want a copy, just give us a call on our toll-free number 1-800-331-6445 to request a copy. Uh, We'll need your name and your email address. No strings attached. We don't, your email address does not go anywhere. No funny business here. We'll just, we'll just send you that. We'll say thanks. Hope it helps. You can also request a copy of the home care provider screening tool by going online to Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. Just use the contact form and you can request your copy there as well. Again, we just need your name and your email address and we'll get that right out to you. All right. So uh, there are, let's see how many, let me take a look here. 34 different questions, screening questions. Uh, And uh, let me say this, that some of them are uh, just very subjective. So question number two, are you privately owned a national company or a franchise? Now, none of these are better or worse uh, or right or wrong. They're just different. So some people may put an emphasis on a local privately owned home care provider. That may be very comfortable with that, thinking, okay, you know, we're, we're going to get higher quality and, and better management that way. Some people may believe that a national company with lots of systems and support and layers of management and that sort of thing is a better way to go. And, and again, it's just your opinion. Some people like might like the idea of a franchise, a little bit of a hybrid. So it's a local owner, but implementing the structure and the systems of a national company. So That's one of the questions. How many offices do you own and operate? Where are they located? What services do you offer? Are you licensed in the state that we reside? Are you licensed to do business? Uh, Do you have clinical licensure? I mean, that's uh, some places require that. Most places don't. Is the owner actively involved in the daily operation or is there an owner that hired a manager to run the day-to-day operation? 
Uh, here's one that I think is important. Do you offer geriatric care management services? I just I think that's important. Some do and some don't. I would be interested in paying a little extra per hour uh, if the home care provider could offer that geriatric care management services. Uh, that could uh, really, really take a lot of stress and, and wear and tear off of you having someone else provide the geriatric care management. Here's another one that's, I think, really important. Should a caregiver be unavailable, do you provide a backup replacement caregiver, a substitute? Okay, so look, life happens. Uh, You have a sick kid. Uh, This one is pretty common today. Right now, still is common. Someone has some symptoms. They don't know if it's allergies, a cold, or COVID. So they're like, you know what? I'm going to be safe. I'm not going to go into work, and I'm going to get tested, and I'll let you know what the results are in a couple of days here. And uh, better safe than sorry. So in that case, what if you really needed them at your home that day? Uh, Well, if they say... Well, you know, no, we don't. And so uh, if they're not there here today, we sure hope they show up tomorrow. Oh, eh, that's the wrong answer. You want them to have backup caregivers that can come out and fill that shift. Here's another one that's really important. Are the caregivers W-2 employees of the company or are they independent contractors with the 1099? In my opinion, they really need to be a caregiver, a W-2 employee. I think it's really important. Here's another really important question. What type of background checks and other screening do you perform prior to hiring staff? Because guess what? I'm allowing a total stranger to come into my house and care for my elderly mother who has dementia. So I, I, I kind of want to know you've screened them. Well, we ran that Google check. and No, 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 no. Eh, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> right? I want somebody who's paid $50, $75, or $100 to a, a legitimate company that performs exhaustive multi-state background checks on each and every staff person. That's what I would prefer. Another really important question, do you drug test new hires? I think that's very important. What happens if there's a theft or an injury or another negative incident in my home? What happens? Is there coverage there? Are you going to make me whole on this? If there's a theft or something like that, something missing or an injury, you're going to cover them. All right. Another one, do you have a minimum number of hours per shift? And if so, what is that minimum? Is there a weekend, evening, night, or holiday differential that will cost me you know, more money uh, than the normal hourly rate? Will you send the same caregiver each and every time for consistency or maybe the same two or three caregivers? What if we don't like the caregiver you sent? Can we request a different one? And then, of course, discuss all of the COVID-19 safety protocols and their testing procedures and uh, and all of the COVID-related questions. So, uh, again, just call 1-800-331-6445 to request your very own copy of the Home Care Provider Screening Tool. We'll just need your name and an email address. You can also visit online at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, Senior Care Live. Dot com and you can request a copy with uh, through our contact form. All right, so I want to wish my beautiful bride, Susan, a very, very happy birthday. So happy birthday, my love. You are not getting older. 
And, and let me tell you what, my wife is aging with grace. She is beautiful. Babe, you're not getting older. You are getting better. And there's no doubt about that. And now the very first ever episode of Senior Care Live nationally syndicated. That sounds really good, doesn't it? <laughs> it's in the books. Wow, I am so excited to be here with you each and every week. And if you've enjoyed the program, please spread the word and just tell everyone you know about the program and have them tune in. And uh, again, if you ever miss a program, you know, you can catch it. I prefer you listening to your local radio station and tuning in. I mean, that I think that's the best. There's just something about being there live and hearing it happen as is. But, you know, sometimes life gets in the way. You just can't be there. So if you miss any one of the episodes, you can catch the podcast after the fact. Again, at SeniorCareLive.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.